Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! This is As- this is Asinine Radio. This, this is the is, weekly music is, podcast where every ev- ev- we every week <laughs> we get into a different band, different artist, and we listen to all of their records and we rank them from worst to best. We give our biggest banger from each of them if we have one, and uh, we try to have a good time doing that. And but before we do that, we get into our six degrees of Tom DeLong. That's where we connect the band of the week to our boy Tom DeLong, and. Uh, you know, go from there. So um, while you're listening, go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, give us five stars and five stars only. All the social media is at Asinine Radio. And if you didn't already know, my name is Tyler and way out there, hundreds of miles away is Jeff. So let's jump right into it. Our six degrees of Tom DeLong. We're doing social distortion this week. So do you have anything? Because I got two things. Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't do one. Because I okay. thought it was a little bit too easy. With it I is mean, way too easy. Adam played with with Social D, so. No, oh, that was mine. Okay, so that's fun. You stole that one from me. Oh. But okay. uh, also, th- this one isn't really a connection, but it's it's a fun little reference. Uh, in this in the Blink song "Easy Target," they reference Mommy's Little Monster a lot in that song. Oh yeah, just the title. So. That, Southern that, California's that, breeding Mommy's Little Monster. There you go. So yeah, there it is. Six degrees with Tom DeLong. Easy peasy right there. Um, also, another one too. Josh Freeze played on one of um, Mike Ness's solo records, Josh Freeze to Blink. You know, there you go. Matt Freeman another played with Soldier D, Matt Freeman to Tim, Tim to Travis, easy. Travis. It's an easy one, dude. They're from Orange County. Super Come easy. Come on. Super easy. The big All right. Sleazy. So let's, so yeah. So Social Distortion have seven <laughs> records. What are you laughing about? <laughs> that, that line in Wedding Crashers, what he's Tommy Dufon, yeah, the big sleazy, and the, like that whole fucking thing is just so yeah. funny. Is that is that a derogatory term? What he says after that? No, I don't think so. What does he say again? He says a, he's a wop genius. Is that a is that a? Uh, it might be. What is what is uh, is that for Italians, right? I, I think it is. It's not Jewish. I think it's Italian. Let's see here. No, it's Let's definitely look. a slur for like Italian people. But like, is it like a yeah? Is it, it's, is it it's bad bad. It says, it, or according to Google, it's offensive. <laughs> but like, how it's like, actually, it's actually labeled as offensive. It says, it says the word, and then it says it's a noun, and then it's flagged offensive, and then it says an Italian or other Southern European. I wish there was like levels of, of like offensiveness, and then that could like gauge how offensive it is. I don't know why you why I thought of that. You said something that made me think of that that part, Tommy Buffon. I have big, no the idea. big sleazy. <laughs> I know what part you're talking in Wedding Crashers, but so I don't funny. know what made you think of it. But anyway. But yeah, anyway, 0-2. Oh um, oh Social Distortion have seven records. So like I said, we're going to do their, their we're going to start with uh, their worst record, rank their worst record to their best. So what do you got for number seven? Go. Number seven, their worst. And they have a lot of worst. So their worst. Sex, love, and rock and roll. That's, oh, that's right. a cool title, man. Their sixth record, <laughs> 2004. This was like... This was like Social D was trying to be more punk rock, but ended up sounding like Green Day's Warning in a lot of ways. I thought it was just fucking absolute boring. I thought this was embarrassing. They took all of the worst of their sounds and put it all into one record. And 
I uh, I don't fucking get this record. I don't get this at all. And I, I said on the last episode that I'm going to try and, and, and not... I don't want to say I don't have a banger because that's just too easy. That's too basic. I'm going to have a standout track. So I do have a standout track on this one, and it's Angel's Wings. I would also call this like a stinker. Um, okay. That's why it's here. <laughs> this was a standout for me. His vocals were so fucking annoying on this. It was It was tough to even get through. It was... It was bad, even for like Mike Ness's like standards. And this is like the last track on the song, and it's like their ballady. And even though like well, half of their songs are fucking ballads at this point, most of them, yeah. Dude, this this album this album is just not good at all. I you know most of their records uh, are sub one. You know, based off of our world famous three point rating system, where three is a perfect album, two is a good album you're going to continue to listen to, one is a bad album, give it a shot, and zero is the worst thing you've ever heard. So yeah, most of these records are are one or below. This is not they a really one. Are. I'm not at a one yet. Yeah. So, so that's your number six or your number seven. Yeah. My seven is hard times and nursery rhymes. Um, hate the rhyming, and honestly, a lot of these lower tier ones they can kind of be interchangeable, but Same. but this one is really bad. This one is is bad, bad, bad. Um, this is the to me this is the record where they took the worst of everything they've done and slapped it all into one record so this one came out in 2011 this is their latest record their seventh record um i think they i think mike ness was just like you know what if this song worked or this this style worked on this one record this one worked well on this record this is what this is what made us popular let's just i'm just going to do this again i'm just going to regurgitate just mediocreness and that's what Hard Times on Nursery Rhymes is. It's just fucking boring, bad, not good. Um, there was one song, Alone and Forsaken. I don't want to say it's a banger because it's not, but it's it's a standout in a positive way. Um, Alone and Forsaken, it's just just because it's a little bit faster and straightforward, but it has this also kind of weird melancholy feel to it with some pretty actually solid um, backup vocals. But overall, I, I'm just trying to find something good from this record. I, I think that's really what it comes down to because this record is pretty pretty trash. Okay. So Hard Times and Nursery Rhymes is my number seven. Hard so Times and Nursery Rhymes. I have yep. somewhere between heaven and hell, baby. I don't give a fuck. This record sucks. <laughs> this record was rough. Overall, <laughs> it's not like a bad record. It's just so full of chud with a couple yeah. of stinkers. Like That's what this record is. It's fucking nothing but chud with a couple stinkers. And When She Begins, this is my standout track. First of all, this is just yet another song by them that is just ball and chain. And secondly, <laughs> dude, the chorus is catchy here, but only because it's like the same progression. But then he hits that falsetto thing, like like Tom Morello in the Night Watchman. That, ah, ooh, ooh. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> That's so dumb. Like, what, do you think that was good? <laughs> Who would think that is good? But you love when Tom Morello does it. I do. I do because it's so bad and he's a terrible singer. And that's the point of the Night Watchman is to be a man of the people, folk hero, like Bob Dylan. Doesn't matter about Bob the singing. Dole. Don't listen to how I sing it. Listen to what I'm singing about. Bob Dole. <laughs> Dude, Summer Between Heaven and Hell. I thought this was going to be like her album of the week because it's like one of their biggest ones, if not their biggest yeah. one. And I was like, Dude, this album fucking sucks. Yeah. You know, I don't care. I agree with you. It's my number six as well. This was, uh, I thought the same exact thing. I thought this was going to be the album of the week because it is so, it's so iconic within their, I think this one and, and White Light are their two, the two records that are the most popular that people talk about, or I, I see the most often when I go shop like record uh, record stores or when I worked at tower records back in the day, it was these two, those two CDs that I always saw. Um, 
but yeah, no, the fucking somewhere between heaven and hell is it's not a good record. It's not, not good. It's not. Um, they just went with like a slower, more alt rock and very grunge style. I mean, this is 1992, so I get it. But damn, dude, his Jarl is it's it's annoying. Like it's it's almost up there with Eddie Vedder annoying and Lane Staley annoying and annoying annoying. Um, yeah, dude, it's just it's it's boring. It's just this record is boring. All of their records are pretty long outside of the the, the album of the so week that we're doing, long. Mommy's Little Monster. But yeah, they're like 45 minutes to a little bit over an hour. They're fucking long. And it's just like same old, plain old people thing. Um, there's not a lot of nuance to Mike Ness, to Mike Ness's uh, voice, to his songs. I mean, I, I mean, it, he's vanilla, man. His music is vanilla. I don't know anything about the guy. I never met the guy. Um, but... Dude, the music. I I understand why people love this band, but I also don't understand why people love them because, fuck, man, they are vanilla. Um, stinker, though. I got a stinker on here. Sometimes Ooh. I do. Dude, that, that, that chorus is horrendous. It is so <laughs> fucking bad. It's in, I, I don't know how this got by anybody and, 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 and the label or anybody let this record or let this song be on the record. It's, terrible it's a slower song has like this slow swing to it fucking terrible oh my god it, it's terrible um the lyrics too the lyrics in that chorus along with the melody it's just all bad all bad, bad song uh standout song not to say it's a banger or a stinker i thought i used to like this song a lot but after listening this week i don't know what i was thinking years ago but the song bye bye baby um i used to really like that song that was like for years that was the only song by them i liked and now i don't know why i liked it so much but um yeah yeah that's anyway okay this record man it's uh it's not good sorry sorry to the ones to the people listening to the podcast who wanted us to do social distortions because that's really why we're doing it this week because we had several requests to do this to do them on the pod and uh it's been disappointing for sure so. It's also been something we've been wanting to do for a while, so it's yeah. just it all happened to work out. But damn, man, I'm I'm glad we're doing it now because we're getting into nothing but like good season. I guess we'll call the next season good season. Yes, good season. That's yeah. good. Let's call it. <laughs> let's call it good season. Good season. <laughs> damn, dude. Oh. <laughs> I gotta so write it down so we remember. It. So disrespectful. <laughs> Um. Yeah, my number five. Oh, man. I'm still not oh, at shit. one yet. Honestly, I wouldn't even. I, honestly, I would not put "Summer Between Heaven and Hell" at a one. I just wouldn't. I wouldn't do it. Uh, I don't yeah, same think, here. Yeah. I don't think you need this record to get an idea of what Social D is about, <laughs> what they where they came from, what they became, what makes them the, uh, so popular. I, I don't think you need this. Is sub one, sub one. Agreed. Agreed. I, I'm 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 at sub one as well. Um, white light, white heat, white trash. That's that's what I I give my number five ranking. Their fifth album, from right. ninety six, and this 96. is ninety six. Man, this is only slightly better than Heaven and Hell. And honestly, my number four too is only slightly better. Than that just because of one fucking song. All of these, all four of my bottom ones are just I could not give two shits about all sub ones. Um, this is just repetitive social D bullshit. A couple of like aggressive punk type punk type songs thrown in there, but this bitch mm-hmm. is forty five minutes long. Yeah, it's a long one, and we know these guys can crank out like two minute punk tunes that are that are enjoyable. 
but you know they they got up their fucking own ass and, and they started writing four or five minute songs and then this is what we get is this and this is just again just full of fucking chud i think when the angels sing <laughs> is maybe like the closest thing i would have i would have come like this one was hard to, to pull a standout track because i don't like any song and i didn't hate any song this was just middle road at best so okay i don't know when when the angels sing is, is the closest i came to to having an enjoyable type song and this one just has like this one's so fucking popular too and i just i don't i don't get it the producer michael beinhorn dude they i don't understand how the fuck he thought this was okay but he did <laughs> and i don't know i i, I don't see i might have lost well, the words at how you, much, you you already have a lot of mixed feelings about michael beinhorn that is true that is because true. Because you you really like that Chili Peppers record, but you hate the Corn record either. I love Mother's Milk, but I don't like Uplift Mofo. But I love Whitey Bursting. Also, he did fucking that Violent Femmes album. That I fucking oh, think is that's the best. right. Yeah, yeah. And he also did Corn's Untouchables, which you don't like. So just throwing that one out there. And he did, and he did some other stuff with. Uh, did he do some stuff with the Bronx? Wasn't that we talked about? Did he? I don't think it was Michael Beinhorn. Maybe it was. No, uh, I don't know. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, but just, yeah, that's, that's sucks. your number five. Yeah, okay. sub one, sub one. Still, my number five is also sub one. It's a uh, sex, love, and rock and roll. Their sixth album from two thousand four. I got no banger off this one. Uh, this is uh, this is just a throwback to the Yarl filled songs from you know somewhere between heaven and hell. Um, I just it's just more boring and f- forgettable shit. Like I, I just I don't I don't care. Like I I zoned out. I completely fucking zoned out when I listened to this record and quite a few other records. But I did notice on this record specifically, fucking Gene Bullets from Bullets and Octane sounds a lot like Mike Ness does on this record. Did you pick up on any of that? Did you pick up Gene Bullets ever? Okay, because I heard it a ton, especially like you know late stage Bullets and Octane. Like I hear a ton of that, Um, and that's. That annoyed me because I don't like that bullets and octane. And um, this record sucks. Sex, love, and rock and roll. It's just it's fucking boring. It's nothing stand out about this. Obviously, you know we're not. Ta- maybe the lyrics are great. I don't know. With with all the, with a lot of these records, maybe the lyrics are great. I don't know. We didn't dive into the lyrics. This not this is not like a lyric band though. We're not talking like again like Bob Dylan here. We're like you need to dissect yeah. this band isn't known for having deep and, and poetic lyrics. They're known for but, being like rock and rollers who have a guy that croons and just, I mean fuck this band. But that's the thing, it's like the music isn't or it's like against me as well. Like the mu like I don't get it. I don't understand why people like against me. I don't get why they like social distortion and uh it's frustrating. It frustrates me. So, yeah, Sex, Love, and Rock and Roll, my number five. What do you got for number four? I thought I saw a bug flying to my drink. Like, I swear, dude. I'm like looking protein. Th- I don't see. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to drink that. I swear. Free I protein. Come on. There. Just do it. Well, I don't know about that. Um, mm-hmm. Where are we at? Number four, Hard Times and Nursery Rhymes. This is okay. uh, their seventh album, 2011. I can't believe it's that high. It's so bad. It's so I'm bad. St- I'm still at a sub one. I really am. The only reason this is so high is because I think Gimme the Sweet and Lowdown, this song, is mm-hmm. like the first time in a long time. It's the first time in a, a long, long time, time that Mike Ness just like sang with a gentle croon. When he's not trying to be like aggressively nasally with that crooning shit, yeah. he, pre- he comes out damn well, dude. That like gets... He doesn't have a terrible voice. It's just fucking annoying. It just grates and just it wears you down. 
And I think that song is an actual banger. The melody was so fucking pleasant. I don't remember now either, but I remember thinking <laughs> like, damn, this is a pretty good fucking song. Um, that's the only reason why it's this high. This is just rock and roll driven. It's it's there's not a lot of punk here. It's it's a decent listen through. I would never go back to this. And again, the only reason why it's this high is because of that one song. So like one <laughs> song that I thought was a banger out of four albums. That's it. That's pretty that's pretty gnarly. Pretty gnarly. Sub one. Um my uh my number four is Prison Bound. Their second record from nineteen eighty eight. Wow. First record in five years. Um for various, you know, drug related reasons. But um god damn dude, what a what a jump in style from the punk album that was Mommy's Little Monster to Prison Bound to the, this like what is termed cow punk now, but you know, that's what this record is. And, you know, after hearing this record, I'm like, dude, this is, this is what the vandals were doing too. This is exactly what the vandals did in the late eighties. They did this, they made that cow punk record. And I wonder if it had to do with social distortion. Cause I think, of I course think that record, cause that record came out after yeah, yeah, but social out. D was touring late seventies. Vandals first record didn't come out to like mid eighties. Yeah. But the, the cow punk record, which I can't even think of the name of the record right now. What's it's, that? What's that record? It's a stupid record. It's a stupid name for a record. That's oh, sweat into the oldies. Sweat yeah. into the oldies. Right? Yeah. So, but that was the first one with with, uh, with Dave Quackenbush on vocals too, which is weird. What a weird first record for him to do, is that cowpunk record. But I think they actually both came out in 1988. So, I don't know. Whatever. Um, th- this record, it just, it just what's the point? It, it, it's like you don't have that refined kind of western country western style, like. It, it sounds okay, but it it's just like, dude, I would rather go listen to fucking Buck Owens or the other Hank Williams or whoever the fuck it is All three from the fifties and sixties. Yeah. You know what I mean? I just like, I'd rather go listen to that shit than listen to this in, from 1988. Like this is just, I appreciate the effort, but it's just not that good. So um, if I had to pick a banger, it would be outlaw for you. It has that kind of typical Western guitar line, um, some good cheesy background vocals. It's just, it, it's a good throwback, but just not necessary. So Prison okay. Bound is my four. It's this is where I would I would I would give this a one or a one point one point two five, just because it's it's pretty different Damn. from everything that they've done. So it's honestly the is, Pri- no, Prison I, Bound is different from everything they've done. It's their second fucking album. It's their second album, but it but it, they were never this country after afterward. So I feel like like if you're gonna list there, yeah, okay. This is a one. This is a one. This is a one. I I would never get this on vinyl. You gotta give. No. You gotta give it a one. I'll, Everything no, else I would de- that I have, I would. My top I would three, for I'd sure give it a one. Really, top three? <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. I'm buying none of these on vinyl. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, no prison bound. I I would for sure give a one, maybe a one point two five. So, what do you got for number three? Number three, I can't fucking believe that you think white light, white heat, white trash, white whatever is, is, is so so great. That's probably your number one. Um, Prison Bound is my number my number three. My number two, my number three. I, honestly, like, I don't fucking care. I still don't care. I, I put my number two for a specific reason. But Prison Bound, I didn't, I didn't hate this. I think this is very much more in line with what we know as Social D. This could be Social D's first album. Like, you can omit yeah. Mommy's Little Monster. And like their discography would still make sense. Mike, Vol- like Mike's vocals on this are so fucking loud. Like I don't know who produced this one, but like it sounds like shit, dude. Like it's just like, oh, Mike's got a cool fucking vocal style. Let's just turn him up. 
turn them up, Johnny. Guitars <laughs> are buried. The whole thing is mixed terribly. A lot of these songs now are just longer. They're longer. They're more drawn out. Sometimes cool, but like most of the time, it's just it's just fucking boring. And above all else, they get more into that pacing of story of my life, right? That dooch, dooch, dooch. That that fucking yeah. repetitive drum beat. That's just so fucking annoying. Um, on my nerves. That was my standout track. That song was pretty dope. It sped up, slowed down a little bit. Even I don't know. Even said a bad wording. They said like fucking it a couple times, which is kind of cool. I did a playlist that one because it was fun, but overall, prison bound, like, eh, eh. It's yeah. I mean, yeah. It's it's forgettable. It's not that great. It, not that great at sure. anything. Not to say like they're they're my top two or is that great, but at least the top two have something iconic about them. Yeah. Except yeah. for you with your white trash, white heaps and a bean, whatever it's called. <laughs> All right, my uh, my number three is the self title record, Social Distortion, Social Distortion, Dude, third crazy. album from nineteen ninety. How is white heat, um, white light, so high? Uh, we'll we'll see. We'll that see. Is so um, dumb. <laughs> so this is where where I feel like Mike Ness had found that balance of uh, of punk and the the country. Um, I don't want to say it's like a perfect combination because it's not perfect, but but the. This is the beginning. I feel like this is the proper beginning of what we know as as social D. Um, it just it blends both of those genres together. I don't think it's particularly great. Um, I just think that it's a little. I mean, honestly, this and Prison Bound could be interchangeable. Um, I would never go back to them. I would give this one. This is. I would give this a one as well. Um, it's just not. You would give Social D Social D a one. Yeah. That's just you're just being dumb now. You're being why? You're being cool guy. I'll, I'll get into it when I get to my number two. You're being cool guy. I'm being a cool guy. You are. You're being cool guy. That's I'm being okay. cool guy. Being cool, being guy. cool guy. Dude, come on. The singles on here: "Story of My Life," "Ball and Chain," "Ring of Fire." Come on, dude. It's so. The songs aren't that great. They are not that great. They're overplayed as fuck. Especially, I don't know how it is outside of Southern California, but dude. This, those three songs are that's all they fucking play um on the radio but yeah they're, they're not they're really really not that good and you know i didn't know until this week that ring of fire wasn't actually written by johnny cash it was no. written by june correct i had no fucking clue yeah. that it was written by her that blew my mind i was so i was i was so cool yeah. that is such a fucking killer song but it, it is yeah, absolutely yeah so anyway the, this album's this album's not good a one a one. Okay. One out of three for me. All right. What That's do you got for number wrong, two? But okay. No, uh, number two, Social Distortion. Social Distortion, Social Distortion. 1990. Okay. Um, this is the beginning of the end. This is this is the start of the of of what of the, the, the band will become like a character of themselves. This is basic drum beats, boring bass line, uneventful guitars, croony Mike Ness. But fuck me, dude. These are catchy songs. And they're catchy because they get like a even like the most basic of melody, and then do it for five or six minutes, and just they drive yeah, it home. They do it a lot. Like they know how to do that. And okay, bro, like story of my life, ball and chain, ring of fire, those are all objectively catchy songs. They follow they basic fucking chord progressions that have been done countless of times in music, and are still done after this. The only difference here is that this is this album is iconic. This album deserves more than a one. Because it is iconic. Nobody else sounds like Social Distortion at this time. Nobody. 
And the first album from 1983, dude, they were touring that shit late 70s. So like the Vandals, when they did it, like almost 10 years after Social D had already been doing it, this this band is iconic. This band is kind of groundbreaking. It's just this, this genre sucks. And I don't care about this band at all. Well, Peace Through Vandalism came out in like 83, 82? It was like 85, bro. No, Peace Through Vandalism. No, it wasn't that. It that was not 82. Nah. Vandals Vandal did not have anything before Social D had anything. I think I think Peace Through Vandalism and and uh, Mommy's Little Monster came out the same the same year. I don't Let me see. So. I'm 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 done. Yeah. I'm fact checking my fact, I'm fact check checking it. This. Fact check it, and then I'll finish it. We'll up get back here. to you. Okay, Peace Through Vandalism came out in 1982. So that was very fast fact checking there. Hey, that's what that's what we do. I'm like the guy on Joe Rogan's podcast. What's the guy's name? He's really know, fast at checking. But he's shit so too. fucking fast. I know. So, it's crazy. Um. Yeah, Peace Through Vandalism came out in 82, and then When in Rome came out in 84. Okay, all right. So, well, all right. And I think the Vandals started in 78, or 79 maybe? Oh, no, they, no, it started in 80. But Peace Through Vandalism, I mean, dude, that does not sound anything like anything other than typical punk of that genre, of that era. Well, so, does when is, what, so does When in Rome. But Mommy's Little Monster doesn't sound like typical punk of this of this era. You still Only because of Mike crew. Ness's vocals. Yeah, that's, but that's something. That's stupid. Like, get the fuck out of here. He's de- defining like a different genre. He's bringing something to the punk world. Okay, like okay. Earlier punkers are bringing wait, wait, something to the punk world. Get the fuck out of here. Let, let's bring it back. Let's 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 uh, let's fight about this on the main okay. episode because we're I'm talking about distortion. Social distortion. You're right. This is gonna be, <laughs> be a fucking twenty minute episode because this dumbass band. Social. <laughs> all I'm saying is social distortion. Social distortion deserves more than a one. I honestly would rank this 1.5, but okay, I think it, des- it deserves more than a one. It does, because "Story of My Life" and "Ball and Chain" Story are so fucking life. catchy. He no ball and chain. That's what, that's what the ball and chain is. What's <laughs> <laughs> so bad? Oh shit! That that's was what terrible. Sounds like anyway. Story of my life. Wow, oh, dude, this yeah, we this sound just like Mike Ness. This band's fucking ridiculous, absolutely fucking ridiculous. <laughs> social distortion, social distortion is my number two. I would never mm. buy this on the vinyls, and I, I honestly give this a one point five. I think it's I, it gets a one point five because it just did something different for like the punk community at the time. <sighs> I still just don't. I don't think it's good. If I thought okay. it was good, it would get a two point five. But because it's iconic, because it did something different, I'm even giving it a one point five. It should be thanking me. For giving it a one point five, <laughs> Mike Ness should should call you on the phone right now. He should thank you for this. This is, this honestly, this deserves what you gave. It deserves a one, but I'm giving it a one point <laughs> five because I'm feeling nice. I'm feeling generous. I won't talk about it. Just make me mad. But make me mad. It's gonna get a one point five because it did do something different. <laughs> and lucky it gets a one point five. Tell you uh, that much right good now. stuff. Words. I'm mad. Um, <laughs> I'm mad. So my number two is White Light, White Heat, White Trash. Why do you fucking love this album uh, so much? I don't. I don't. I have no banger from this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I So I listened to the record before I read about it. And after I read about it, I realized, okay, I, I was correct in my in my uh, my assumption. So this is a throwback to Mommy's Little Monster. This is them trying to go back, or Mike Ness trying to go back and make more of a punk record. And it shows. It really does. I'm not saying it's particularly good, but that, tried, that's what he yes. goes for. But the one thing that I really liked about this record was his guitar tone. My God, that guitar tone, that crunchy distortedness, distorted guitar was perfect. 
I absolutely loved his guitar tone on this record. And really, that's kind of one reason why it's as high as it is, is because his guitar tone was so fucking good on this record. And by the way, this is 1996, fifth record. Um, it's just, it's fa- it's fucking fantastic. And by fifth, the songs, 750 milliliters, if you know what I mean. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've heard Rune, that was from Ruin Johnny's Bar Mitch, but that's fine. I don't remember now. Oh, I do. Okay, actually, I do remember that, but that's, God, stupid fucking joke. Um, where I lost my train of thought. Anyway, there's not much, there's not really not much to talk about this. I don't know why you fucking like it so much. You buy it on the vinyls. I don't get it. I would not buy this on vinyl. I would not buy this on vinyl. I did notice though, uh, the, the mix, at least on Spotify, it's extremely quiet. It's really quiet and it's not very dynamic. It's kind of flat. Um, which was I was very surprised because like what, I don't know what record came before this one was it was it Social D Social D I don't know. Summer or Heaven and Hell Heaven yeah deal just yeah going from that to this it just it was almost like I don't know it just it sounded like shit honestly it sounded like shit but the guitar sounds amazing songs are mediocre to okay um, I don't know why I just I just I don't care about this this band's music I really don't I really don't. Um, I'd give this, I'll give this a 1.25 just because of the guitar tone. <laughs> I don't care. Dude, I cannot believe you gave fucking Social D, Social D a lower score than that. At least, oh God. It just, it's only one lower. Come on, because, it's only one because, lower. Because we have nothing to fight about, that's what I'm going to have to like attach myself to. <laughs> Otherwise, it's like we're not, yeah, we're not even disagreeing. Like we, we both agree that this band's music is not great. We're really just kind of, really we're desperate we're desperate <laughs> exactly you know yeah that's a good song but anyway uh so yeah so our, our number one is uh mommy's little monster um mommy's first record which we'll get into on uh the main episode so check it out keep listening tell your friends and that's it that's all Jimmy. <laughs>